Hi everyone, Dave here. I uh, hope you're all doing well. Uh, now a bit of a special bonus episode for you this week. Just a 10-15 minutes long, but I think it's really interesting. Um, you may have seen over the last few weeks that the new Chesterfield FC women's kit came out. Uh, and home and away they are both absolutely lovely. And they're made by a company in Oldham called Hope and Glory Sportswear. Uh, so I got in touch with them and Rick from the company uh, kindly gave up a bit of his time uh, to have a chat with me about how the company started uh, and how they've been growing over the last few years. They do loads of kits um, right through from grassroots level, um, quite a lot in the non-league game and a few women's teams as well, the highest place being Hull City. Um, so it was good to have a chat with him about the whole process that you go through in terms of how you manufacture a football kit. Uh, I think they're a company really on the rise and it'll be great to see uh, great to see what they do over the next few years. They do some absolutely brilliant designs for the kits and I've put a load in throughout the video. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll get to see them. If you're listening on iTunes or something like that, you can go onto our YouTube page, Legends of the Spire, and have a look at some of the kits that they talk about. So here is Rick from Hope and Glory Sportswear. Enjoy. It's good to have you on. Like uh, uh, when I chatted to you on the phone, it caused a bit of a stir, I think, when the Chesterfield um, women's kit came out. Um, so it was it was interesting to, I think a lot of fans have been looking at the company and and what other shirts have been doing. Uh -huh. um, and they've all been, all been really popular by the looks of it. So it was good to get you on just to have a, a chat about how the company started and, and what your kind of ethos is of the company. So how did you start? First time I was involved at, Oldham for a number of years, I think started up there in 2010 on a voluntary basis doing design. So I kind of worked alongside the design team to put concepts together for the kits. And then I picked up there quite a lot of learnings on the production process and contacts at factories and whatnot. Coming towards the end of that deal, I thought there's a, there's a concept here for a business to offer lower league clubs a high quality bespoke kit. Because there's a lot of brands out there that do the same as what we do. Well, I think with my background in design, it kind of shows in what we do without meaning to sound too big headed. Yeah. <laughs> the, the quality of the kits we put out aren't the, the thought about the considered. We don't just put out a blue kit for Chesterfield. We, we look at little things that can that can add to the bespoke, bespoke aspect to that. Mm. Yeah. And and like, like you say, a lot of clubs now are going down the whole Puma route and things like that. And they get kind of an out of out the catalogue kit. Identical. Yeah. Identical. And you'll find you'll have five or six clubs in the league that are all wearing the same kit with just a slightly different colour. So, so talk about the bespokeness. How how much detail do you dig into in terms of the history of a club and, and past shirts and things like that? Yeah, it depends on the club. A lot of the time we will kind of research that club. If it's a club with history, we'll, we'll see what kits have done well in that history. Like if we've been to a Wembley final or won a cup or won a league in certain kits and we'll kind of base concepts on that kit. Um, if there's any other kind of standout things in the history, and we'll use that. And then little things will pull stuff on the badges, like on the Chesterfield ladies' kit we just in there. It's got a large spire on the front, and that large spire is made up of a couple of hundred smaller spires because mm. it's not because it's only a thirty-year history. Sorry, thirty-year anniversary kit, if you like. It has a little thirty-year anniversary on the back of the neck as well, mm. and then one sleeve has nineteen ninety-one, one has twenty twenty-one. 
So it's just, yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. We pull out as much little detail as we can to, again, to give it that bespoke aspect. Because if you look at Chesterfield's shirt from a distance, it looks like it's just another blue shirt. So until you go and look at it in more detail, you realise that it's, there's more, call them Easter eggs, little hidden things yeah. within the kit. We've done one for um, Bury AFC. And just small in the back of theirs, it just says, We are Bury. Just little things like that that mm-hmm. kind of, that the fans will spot. Mm. It's a, it's a plus die. Yeah. How many clubs are you actually working with at the moment? Under contract, I think we've got about 15, but then we've got about another 150 that are just had up just return clubs. Yeah. And is that from kind of your quite small, really small yeah. grassroots clubs right yeah. up to something a bit bigger? There are a couple of Sunday League teams. And then we've got to, I think the highest positioned male team we do in the UK is in the Northern Premier, which is still a big Celtic. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of women's teams at the whole city ladies, who I think are the highest placed female team. And then we've got clubs, a couple of clubs in America, a couple of clubs in Gibraltar. One club in Gibraltar plays in the Europa Conference. And we were in the Europa League last year. Yeah, and there's the Falklands one as well that looks quite well, nice. The Falklands is a weird one though because they don't have to play in a league or in competitive games. They just play kind of teams visiting the island. Yeah. We're also with the Mel- the Rovers and why the Rovers new shirt as well. <laughs> and do you find yourself now then, now that you're having to design lots of shirts, like being a bit of a whenever you're watching a football match, you, are you kind of scouring the world for Constantly. nice nice little things on, on different kits that might be quite obscure in different countries? Constant, we're constantly looking for different ideas, different to, to kind of break the barriers. Um if you look at my phone, there's more kits, pictures of football kits on my phone than there is my kids and my wife. <laughs> Uh, one of those things. Have you got any favorite? Have you got any favorite kits? Of the ones we've done, or just in general? Just in general, and the ones that you've done. There's a, they're all old kits. The ones that I like, mainly, like when I was a kid. But the ones that we've done, um, there's quite a few. I like them all. There's none that, there's none that I turned on and said I didn't like. Yeah. But I think the main ones are like the, the North Arabian, the very ones that were in the, the National Football Museum at Wembley Awards last year. Then we've done a team down south called Palsy. Very small club, I think. But there's, it's like a yellow and navy blue kit. It's, it's nice. I like the ones where it's a different colour than you normally get. Something that's not just like standard black and white stripes. I like the shaking things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing I wanted to mention as well was the eco yeah. kit. So they're made out of plastic bottles, aren't they? Yeah, it's made out of recycled plastic bottles. So the yarn is that makes the kit. So that came about a couple of years ago. We started looking into that. So I wanted to do something again. I wanted to have a different um, selling point. And when we looked into it, we saw that Nike and Adidas did it. But if you was a Chesterfield, for example, you wouldn't entertain giving you that, that type of kit. So again, we do the, the eco kit for any side club. We have a couple of Sunday League clubs that play in it. Up to, to, um, Isle of Man and Bury, the main two that are in that kit. And it was a good... The thing that helps us get those two deals over the line, having the eco kit. I'm surprised that other smaller brands don't do it, to be honest with you. It's not hard to do. It's just a different type of fabric. It's more expensive to start with. But it's, yeah, the whole ethos behind it. And we also, for every eco kit sold, we donate to a um, charity called One Tree Planted. They're based in America. So then they plant a tree for every eco kit we sell. That's great. And so take us through what the process is. If, you're, if I was a football club and I was wanting a kit designed, 
what, what is the kind of usual process that you go through kind of from start to finish product? So we get, we get in touch with a club or they get in touch with us. We would kind of work out the quantities that they want so then we can work out what gift of kit, if any, that a club would get. Do you know what gift of kit is? No. So a gift of kit is every Chesterfield will get it. So it's depending on what their spend would be and how many fans would buy replicas, that club will get X amount of value of money kit for free. Every every league team will get it and we even offer it lower down the league. So we'd work out that side of things and then we'd take a brief from the club if there's anything specific they do or don't want in the club, like Chesterfield, you probably wouldn't turn down and do a stripe, a blue and white stripe kit or a blue and white hoop kit. It'd just always be a blue shirt with white trim. That kind of thing, so we'd get that, that brief. And then again, we'd either speak to the club or try and speak to a couple of fans regarding if there's anything that stood out in the past that we should be looking at. And then we'd get either myself or Andy do the designs we could put four or five concepts together based on the, the findings. Those would be um, presented to the club and then be back and forth with a couple of tweaks maybe until we come to the final design. And then once we got the final design, we do print panels. So the front of the shirt, for example, they sent to the factory, they would print that, send it back to us. We'd then give back to the club to approve a colourway to check they're happy with a, a final colour. Then once that's approved, then it goes to full production. So how long is that in months then? How, how quickly can you turn it around? Or how, how long do you like to turn it around? <laughs> Including design. Design process can be anything between three days and three months, depending on the club, depending on how fast it is doing. Um, the sampling stage is, again, two, three weeks. And then full production. We like to turn stuff around within six weeks, we try and do. Obviously, sometimes it's a little bit more. Sometimes it can be less. We've done... Have you seen the Shagos Islands kit? No, I haven't, no. We did the Shagos Islands a couple of years ago. I think they needed a kit to turn around pretty fast. So we managed to do that I think from the day that we sent the artwork to the factory to getting it in our hands. It was, I think, five days. Wow. So we sent it out to the factory. We made the shirts and the shorts overnight, shipped them the next day, and then it was like it used to be before COVID, three days from the factory to get to us. But I'm guessing that's not the way you like to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, it's a case of, say, for example, Chesterfield, when you get to the FA Cup final and you want a special one-off kit, it needs to be within the concerns to find very quick. Yeah. yeah, cool. And and how did it all come about then with the Chesterfield ladies team? Via the Shagos, I think, because one of the Chesterfield ladies coaches is involved with the, or was involved in the series with the, the Shagos team, Shagos national side. I think it just came from there. It was Mike at Chesterfield Ladies who got in touch. Mm. And then we had a meeting late last year. And it's kind of went from there. But it's, it's a good one. It's a good one yeah. to have. Yeah, it is a good one. I think a lot of fans are, are buying that instead of the men's kit. Some of them are. <laughs> so, um, so what are the ambitions then for the company? Because obviously, you're, is, is it something where you could quite easily take on a bigger league club straight away? Or is it something you need to scale up? I say we've been going, this is, our third season now, obviously the first full season. Next season, I'd like to get at least one or two National League sides. I'm just kind of building, building the brand that way. We would never, we do approach or we do speak to League sides, League Two, League One sides. But it's one, yeah, it's one of those. We don't want to knock ourselves down by trying to do too much too soon. Yeah. Um, try to build it, get everything back because we're still developing stuff now. If you look at the quality of the shirt from when we started day one to one of the first teams we supplied, like one of the first whole city ladies team, 
to the quality of the shirt now it's it's come so far in three years so it's okay. yeah do you ever go and watch any of your shirts live in action Quite a lot at the moment we go i've got a season ticket at mosley now rather than all yeah other reasons then mm. uh, we went watching steelbridge versus main night in the 23s pre-season i go watching isle of man quite a bit when they're over here like we're going to play their games over here i went watching berry versus Steeton on Friday night. So I do try and get to, to see quite a few games. It's good. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. watching the league aspect as well. You know, have a drink on the on the terrace. I'm sure people will be keeping an eye out to see uh, to see what other kits you might be doing and other clubs you might be working with over the next few few years. But yeah, good to good to see a a, a small new manufacturer kind of making waves in in something yeah. that's really big business, taking on the big boys. It's that as well, it's hard to get the bigger clubs to, to kind of come on board because we're unheard of. I'm pretty sure like I said to you on the phone the other day that you, before this all came about, you never heard of Hawking Glory. Yeah. When, I, when we look on social media, there's new brands popping up all the time and then you look into them and you've been around for 10, 15 years but I've never heard of them. It's mm. such, such a big, what's the word? It's a big market because there's that many clubs but there's a lot of brands out there. And there's a lot yeah. of brands that do it well and there's a lot of brands that don't do it too well and it's it's such an important thing isn't it because um if you get an iconic shirt people will be looking on ebay for that shirt for the next 30 years you know it's you get a good one it'll stick around forever won't it with the uh therapy shirt the year it was that green and gold one i think they sold about 500 shirts which they are like northwest counties level over sort of in my opinion, for them to sell 500 shirts is pretty darn good. I think you get a couple of hundred thousand of that. Absolutely, yeah. When you get your attendances, say, like, how many do you get? Is it 4,000? Yeah, like five, about five that we're getting at the moment, yeah. Yeah, a third of them buying a shirt, that's it. That's what we kind of work our numbers on. Mm. We did it with Berry. We did it to Berry at first when we got them on board. Uh, how many replicas do you think? So we could work out the gift of kit. How many replicas do you think we sell? About a thousand, thousand over a season. I think they did. 1,600 a week for <laughs> the first pre-order window. So you underestimated that one, didn't you, a little bit? And then they're ringing up saying, can you get us an extra 1,000 kits by Friday? We do, we do all pre-order, same as we with the Chesterfield Lazies now. So the club don't have to go out and say, right, we want 100 medium, 100 small, 500 large. We just do them pre-order. Because then if you do it that way where the clubs have bought the stock, at the end of the season, we're going to have stock left. If they can't shift that stock, then they might even break, only just break even sometimes. So yeah. to do the pre-order, we're going to make what the fans want. We're going to make what's been ordered. So that way the clubs don't have to buy anything from either. So they don't have to put any money up front. They just take the profits from the sales of the shirts. We take mm. our cut and then we give them their cut. Yeah. No more bargain bin for a five in the club shop at the end of the season. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's the downside. That's the downside. 